me, your host, Sean Lynn, in the pub for a dram with friends where we talk about faith, family, food, and fun. Pull up a chair and I'll pour you a drink. good friend Damon Owens asking the question can we be joyful ever after sit down as I pour us a dram and we start our conversation welcome to another episode of a dram with friends we are blessed today to have my friend Damon Owens join us from Philadelphia isn't it that's right just south of Philadelphia Philia. the the city of brotherly love isn't it there or- it is there it is. Which we could use a little bit more of. Um, and I wouldn't I'm, be mad at you. I'm going to pour myself a Akintosh and three wood here. A buddy <laughs> brought this bottle over about three years ago, so it's slowly getting down there. And a, a dram's a, not a lot of whiskey. It's just an eighth of an ounce, so we're, we're, we're not pr- promoting over-drinking, but just a nice social visit with a friend so welcome thank you thank you it's great to be with you great to see you again i miss you yeah 2017 was when we were we hung out up here in calgary you brought your lovely wife with you and uh she was delighted i was getting together with you tonight so i said i got permission to be here there you go (laughs) so why don't you tell our guests who damon owens is the man the myth the legend Oh my goodness. Well, the, the daemon in my mind or the daemon that uh, can show up on paper here. Um, so I've been in full-time ministry since 2002. So it's 18 years. Before that, I was uh, uh, engineer, uh, big company, had my own company for a little while and um, really had the call from the Lord to go full-time in what uh, I had been doing part-time, you know, weekends and such evenings uh, for the prior eight years. And that is really just getting at some of the most difficult topics in our faith, sex, sexuality, marriage, family, and spent a lot of time in marriage preparation. And uh, when I went full-time in 2002, didn't know what that meant, didn't know what that looked like, just saying the yes and seeing what the Lord would do. And first thing he did was introduce me to something called the theology of the body, which I had not heard of before, but should have after all those years and marriage work. But uh, our friend Christopher West, also out here in my area, was and still is really just a leader in sharing this theology of the body. And it's become part of my life, my family, my full-time ministry. And um, I had spent some time as a theology of the body Institute uh, executive director for about five years. And currently Melanie and I, my wife of 27 years, we have a ministry called joyful ever after. And the tagline is getting the marriage you want from the marriage that you have. And um, we hosted a, Catholic Marriage Summit in June, and we're blessed the launch of Joyful Ever After with that summit, and uh, 40,000 couples uh, join us for a weekend of talks and live sessions and breakouts. Yes, 40,000, and my biggest problem today, the problem I've wanted to have for so many years, is we have uh, over 26,000 active on our private Facebook group uh, from just the last few months, so it's, it's just it just exploded in what we think is a, we call it a proof of concept that really married couples need community 
We need mentorship. We need uh, teaching. And we need to find new ways of, of uh, engaging and uh, living our marriage together. And you're touching on something that's so important uh, is, is building that community and support that so people know that they're not alone in this. Yes. They're not the only couple struggling with this or that. And uh, maybe can you tell people a little bit of theology of the body? It's one of John Paul's greatest gifts to the indeed. church. But what exactly is that? Yeah, indeed. So the, um, the short pitch is the elevator or the, the pub pitch is um, St. James, John Paul II, when he was elected Pope in 1978. For some of us, that's not so long ago. Uh, he was the first non-Italian Pope in 400 years, young, a uh, scholar, uh, did his work in philosophy, grew up in uh, Poland, really, in seminary and life, and so had a firsthand experience of human evil, but also from a very faithful family. And all that mattered because when he was unexpectedly elected Pope in 1978, he began uh, a series of teachings that um, really no Pope had ever done before, really using these we call Wednesday audiences to the pilgrims, visitors in St. Paul at Peter Square in, in Rome, and basically started teaching what would end up being 135 of these short talks each week, almost for five years. And it became known as theology of the body, a theology of the body, because he had used that phrase about 50, 54 times throughout the, those years. But fundamentally what it is, is his Tape. Now remember, this is 1978, so this is just a few years out of the 60s, all that turmoil. Yeah. It's only 10 years, at, you know, 10, 14, 15 years after the Second Vatican Council. So you had the sexual revolution, you had the Vietnam War, you had um, the fallout from the council. There was a lot of drama, a lot of stuff going on. And instead of sort of teaching straight morality, which you expect from our, our holy, holy Father, yeah. he stepped back and gave us a why behind the what. Uh, helping us to understand not just morality, but fundamentally who we are. So I describe the theology of the body as uh, John Paul II going to the depths of revelation and of our tradition to show us the truth about what it means to be a human person, made male and female in the image and likeness of God. And really it's a treatise on human love, understood as communion of persons, which is why marriage is sort of the icon, but not the totality of it. It's just a beautiful teaching that is worth studying. I remember we have a theology body institute, have, have, that I used to run. So this is not something you kind of just drop in and... and <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I, like, I appreciate but that's the, my, that's my the, best the shot elevator at pitch. The, it's just to help people understand, because uh, for some people that might be a foreign language, right? Oh, for and, most. Yes. And yes, we can tell by what's going on in the world today that... Uh, there have been some of us that have failed to to live that and yeah. what i what i like is is a lot of your your previous one was joy to be and joyfully ever after now is is you talk about joy and we're not talking about the facebook post life is always rosy right we're we're you're a father of Seven Eight, daughters, seven daughters, five. and a ten-year-old son, and a ten-year-old son. And uh, my experience with girls is, by the time they hit twelve or thirteen, they know everything, and uh, they're, <laughs> and they're you not know nothing. To, 
<laughs> They're not afraid to tell you uh, where you're falling short. So, uh, so when we're talking about joy, we're not talking about bliss all the time, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So joy is interesting because um, it's the fruit of love. You know, it's it's uh, and yet is in many ways it's the it's the unmistakable mark of the Christian. Because joy is not rooted in, we say, circumstances or conditions. You know, happiness, our common use of happiness is, right? You, you eat a good hamburger like I was just grilling with my family or, you know, a, a nice dram of, of, of something exotic. And there's a delight. And there's a certain happiness. It's beautiful. There's a sensual delight. There it is. There it is. Delight yeah. the senses. Yeah. Uh, jo- joy is on a whole other level, Sean. Joy, joy is, is relational. It, it really is the fruit of love. It's the, it's the proof that we belong to someone and that we belong to them irreplaceably. And that means we're known, we're seen, uh, we're loved for who we are, not for just what we do. Yep. And, and that belonging gives us a surety. And ultimately belonging to God gives us an eternal joy. And that's what really you can't, you can't fake it. You can't, it's unmistakable. And it's a delight that really should bring us to God himself. Well, and uh, you talk about the complementariness of, of love and, and how that works together and, uh-huh. and uh, how if, we, if you and I were listening to the world today, you and I wouldn't be having a dram. We wouldn't be <laughs> friends, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the and, world, that's uh, right. Whereas, like, uh, I was reading in the Bible this morning, uh, he who plants... And he who waters are equal, and each receive his wages according to his labor, for we are all God's fellow workers. Mm-hmm. And we work together. You and I have talked about this in the past because I worked with youth at risk and mm-hmm. and and people understanding that innate dignity of, of each other and that we are brothers in Christ, even though we may have different roles in life. Uh it, it's frustrating to for for people not to understand that we're brothers yeah. and and yeah. and you and I had a great visit with our wives up in Lake Louise and had lunch and we solved all the world's problems at that time just nobody them. took notes and no <laughs> but we knew it we knew it was certain so yeah. certain <laughs> yeah yeah well and what struck me was one of the things that you talked about, because you talked about South Africa and, and mm. the United States at that time, and mm, you right. talked about the, the need for reconciliation <sighs> and, and just owning the past. You can't change history. No. Uh, on Contrary to some belief, you can't change history. And like I, I come from a Catholic Irish history, we weren't always treated overly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but you and I are still brothers. And for people to understand that I, we can go out, have a dram. We can go out for lunch our, with our wives in Lake Louise, looking at the most beautiful place in the world. Yeah. You know, like it's, uh, it's hard for people to understand exactly what God gives them. And I appreciate the work that you do with families because that was the whole reason God Squad started was 
we saw the brokenness because we were dealing with it on the streets. We were dealing with the kids where there was no father in the home and, and, or not a loving father. And the work that you're doing is so vitally important for the world right now. And, and I appreciate what you and your wife are doing in coaching, mentoring those around you. So. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. And I think, you know, we, we have to, constantly remind people, believers and non-believers, that when we talk about being brothers, we talk about a brotherhood, it's not just a romantic idea. It's not just a wishful thinking. There's a, there's a foundational truth in that because we share the same father in heaven. Yeah. And the deeper we embrace that reality of God as a true father, as the father we come from, the father that we go to, the more we're able to see, not through our, our natural eyes only, but uh, through God, the father's eyes, to see ourselves, that way through his eyes. So we're not overly proud and we're not overly, you know, uh, destructive about our own identity, but also be able to see another person in all their weakness and all their brokenness and all of their beauty and all their mess to see another person as a sister, as a brother, because of that fatherhood. And that's the great gift of, of the gospel, the Christian faith of Jesus Christ, that he's reconciled us. I'm so glad to use that word, reconciled us to the father, reconciled us to ourselves and invited us to reconcile among one another. And it's interesting that, you know, you, you kind of hinted at some of the racial issues that we're dealing with here, and I'm sure you might have them in Canada as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, what does reconciliation look like in our relationship with the Father? What does reconcil reconciliation look like in friendship, in our own families? What does reconciliation look like and require in marriage? And then the deeper question, what does reconciliation look like among the divisions that the world presents to us? And do we have the courage to, to buck those, to challenge those terms of, of engagement and say, no, 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 that's not the language we use. That's not the, the, the way we think. You know, we, we really have far more um, in common. So, I mean, it, all these words sound so trite until you, as you said, experience real friendship. And then all these trite things, these, these statements come to life because you realize that's what that means, right? <laughs> well, and that's, and that's where we need to be relational rather than divisive. Uh, yeah. We need to, to reach out and because when you invite somebody to sit down for a dram with you, mm -hmm. even though you might be on opposing sides of the, the divide, which Whatever seems to means. get more and more each day, it's, it's once they know you, well, you're not like those other things that I hate, right? Cause, but maybe the others might not be as bad as I think they are, right? There it is. And, and living, living uh, that kind of a life is so important. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget uh, I, I worked with a young man who, who this was early on when the BLM was starting after Ferguson and stuff like that. And so we'd have the conversations, you know, he's a African-American and well, he's from Africa. He was a Sudanese youth who, wow. and he loved having the conversations with me about the, the both sides. And, yeah. and then he had left our programs. He jumped in the back of my vehicle and 
after I offered him a ride, I saw him walking down the street. And this was right after the Dallas uh, police officers were shot and killed. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, yeah. ain't karma a bitch with a big smile on his face. And, you know, to most would react in anger. Mm. And I was given the graces to say, well, what if one of those five was me? Yeah. And oh. because of the relations that we had built, he, it just, he was silent for about a minute. And then he just goes, I'd have to take that bastard out. And, and uh, just understanding that relations, we're talking real people and, yeah. and doesn't matter the color of your skin, you build relationships and we need to do more of that. And we do, we do. And it's, it's funny, not funny, but it's strange that, you know, how, how much of a loss it is when we don't have those relationships. And because we're made for relation, we are, we're relational beings made from a God who's pure relation. We're made for this. So we, we, it's so easy to, you know, what they call other, the people that you don't know. So either you enter into relationship with them or you other them. And that is like that whole group of you know, this, this, these people that, and the stereotypes come to, I'm not just talking just about black and white. We do it to everybody. We do it, you know, during the second world war, every, everybody, German, Japanese, you know, and they were all these, these other, you know, we do it to the, you know, the, the uh, indigenous native Americans, native Canadians, you know, we do it to anybody who we don't have relationship with yeah. that we're so wired for it that in the absence of it, the brain, the, the broken heart, the, um, you know, the fallen human nature almost tries to justify it by othering people as something less than, well, I'm, you know, I don't, and we don't say it consciously, but the fact that it's so universal um, to the human person, every race, every ethnicity throughout all time, and it's not always racial. I think the racial um, splits now, you know, are, are relatively new. I mean, in the last, you know, several hundred years, but there were always tribes and nations and religions and other, whatever the divisions there are, you know, people with yeah. land and without land. And, you know, if, you just, if, even if you look at the history of the Catholic church in the United mm. States, Catholics weren't well treated for oh, no. a long oh, no. period. We were papists, Romanists who were going to yeah. be insurrectionists. Yeah. We're not loyal. How could you be loyal? You, you pledge allegiance to the Pope in Rome, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I think it was one of the travel books as we were right. We had driven across Canada and we're coming down into Massachusetts. And I think it said the last, the last person hung in Massachusetts was a woman for going to mass. Like mm -hmm. it was, it was the, so you're, you're talking uh, truth, but it doesn't matter. It can be anything like that's right you're a Steelers fan, you're, you know, like. Well, you know, think about, I mean, just another extreme example. You talk about, um, you know, what happened in Rwanda, right? The Rwandan massacre. Yeah. And that was in 1994. You know, the, the, the two groups there that fought were ethnically, racially the same, but because of colonization, they had split the people up into landowners and non-landowners. So there literally was a genocide, <laughs> people of the same race, the same country, the same ethnicity, but were, had been, you know, broken up for decades by this false system. And, you know, once I went to just eliminate and kill the genocide, so it doesn't take much in fallen human nature 
to, to go from even the othering to the, we've got to get rid of you and then everything will be all right when I get rid of you. I mean, it's, it's, it's demonic. It's diaboline. It is, the, it is the great accuser and separator. And that's where uh, I pray that, you know, you and I having a dram together can, can help people understand that just building relationships, that we're, we're, we're made in the image and likeness of God is what I tell my children all the time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and you're a dad, I'm a dad. So you, you said you made burgers. Is that your specialty or is that what? No, what keeps the... no, 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 no. My specialties are, 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 are steaks. I'm, oh. I'm a, I'm a steak man, pellet grill. I'm a oh. smoker, you know, pork, pork shoulders and loin. you know, I'm, I'm the long, slow, but so, I, so I, I what you're saying is you could, you could possibly compete with me. Come on now. Oh, no, no, no. I, I didn't go there. See, I was very <laughs> careful in the way I said that because I've seen your trailer. I've seen what yeah. you trail back of that. Well, <laughs> and I'm sure it's 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 very good, and I would gladly eat anything that you cook. Uh, you're being no. so you're so nice. You're being so kind, John. Well, it's a Canadian thing, right? <laughs> well, what I was going to say before you interrupted me was we're not working on the black white you know divide. You and I are working on the north south Canadian American divide. You know, we could be one North American people. You know, through this broadcast. That's that's what I'm praying for. Hey, there you go. I like it. So one <laughs> of the segments that I've uh, introduced or is because we've, we've talked about it. So many, especially young men are struggling today. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give your 18 year old self? Oh, 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 oh. I would, I would look me and I'd say, Damon, just relax, enjoy the moment. I, I have my, my temperament and my, my, you know, I've been formed as, you know, I'm always go, go, go as I'm, I'm, you know, doing Damon. I'm always, and when I'm resting, I'm already thinking about what to do next. There's always this, and it's, it's not always anxiety as much as it is just this, this desire to go, go, go. And the, the real downside, the real, you know, I would say evil in it is losing the joy of the present moment, just in enjoying whether I planned it or not, whether things are going the way that I want, whether I'm where I want, whether I'm broke, which is most of my life, or whether there's money, whether, you know, I'm th things are going my, just, I would look at Damon, just put my hands on my shoulders and say, enjoy the moment. I mean, just enjoy this. You control far less than you think you do. And there are people in your life right now, Damon, who, who need you to be present to them. And you're not only not giving them what they deserve, you're missing out. You know, every one of my, every, you know, sort of phases in, well, I'm 54, so I'm not too old, but I'm not a young man anymore. There's always been something to be anxious about. Always something. Aspirational, anxious about some, you know, regret about something in the past, you know, um, and in every one of those moments, they, they never, it's not like when you get to the other side, there's peace. Peace has to be in the moment, Damon. It's not on the other side of the mountain when you finish something. So just be present. Just enjoy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Really enjoy all of it because, you know, in the end, and I hope I'm not close to the end, but in the end, uh, it's the people. It's the people you meet. Uh, it's the people that you've spent time with that are, are, are the greatest treasure. And I think I'd listen to myself because I think I've always known it. 
it's just, I always think I have to do more, more, more in order to be happy. And it's such a and, lie. And, and so many men are wired that way. So that I, I thank you for that advice. Uh, I, I remember I wrote an article because uh, in the police service, you're going for promotion or you're preparing for promotion or you're finding examples for promotion. And uh, the article I wrote, I, I wrote was the basis of you're on your deathbed and you mm. don't care what the title was you had at work. There it is. The title of father, grandfather, aunt, uncle will be so much more important to you at that point. Amen. Amen. Than, than deputy chief or chief, like, and I use the example that deputy chief, which is a great, high rank how many can name the deputy chiefs from 10 years ago right <laughs> and yeah. well even even it's funny uh that man is you one of the studies talked about presidents like you can't even name some of these presidents from in the last hundred years probably and you know <laughs> what i mean yeah it's yeah those worldly achievements on your deathbed they're 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 great for your eulogy but they're maybe not for your family that's yeah. the ones yeah. that you want standing beside you we have a new shrine up here and when you and your lovely wife come back to calgary we'll yep. take you up to canmore and there's a beautiful statue of saint joseph Mm. on his deathbed with mary and jesus at his oh, side. oh oh promise me we'll go there promise me oh yeah. you you come we'll yes. go <laughs> i would love to see that love to see that it, oh, it yeah. is absolutely beautiful it's all it's almost life-size statuary of joseph mary and jesus mm. at, his, at his death mm. so, wow wow yeah. wow and, and, the mo and a moment that, that didn't even make it into scripture and it echoes through all of that, right? Didn't even make it into scripture. That's amazing. Wow, yeah, it's yeah. amazing, right? Yes. And, and we know that it happened because it, we, we all end up there. And, yeah. uh, and so just be, yes. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to meet me in the pub here. I pray that we'll get together again in the future, whether I'm on a motorcycle ride through Philadelphia or uh, you make it back up here to Calgary and uh, or, or really shock you honk in front of your, your house on my hog, on my Harley. How about really? that? You got a Harley? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's here now, but I'm saying oh, I'm okay. dreaming and not only having it, but driving it to, to your front door. There you go. Well, you can meet up with Jeff Cavins in Minnesota and come on I'll up. Pick him up on the way up. I'll there you go. Well, <laughs> Bless thanks. you, brother. Thank you. Bless you. And uh, in in Gaelic, it's Ishkabaha, which means water of life. Ishkabaha. I, I pray that you and I are able to lead men to the true water of life. Uh, Amen. Amen. You have enjoyed this dram with friends. If you have any suggestions please email us at a dram at godsquad.ca or go to godsquad.ca to support our ministry.